This is the X and Y podcast. My name's Justin. I live in Japan. So it's been seven months exactly since I made the last podcast. And if you are a regular listener, you're probably wondering what's going on. Where's he gone? Is he still alive? Well, here I am. And uh, due to the COVID crisis, my business has all but collapsed. It's still open and running, but I've lost nearly all my customers. So I had to get a job and uh, I was very stressed about it all. And uh, I got a job and uh, I'm now living and working like a typical Japanese man, Uh, albeit uh, I'm actually British. So I'll try not to go on too much ramble on about uh, my private life regarding uh, the job and everything. But uh, suffice it to say, I've been very busy because Japanese work culture is shocking. It's absolutely shocking. And uh, I'm doing a job that uh, requires me to work six days a week, uh, about uh, 11 to 12 hours a day, six days a week. It's, It's totally, totally shocking what they make you do here. Just a reminder that Japan has the highest suicide rate in the world. So if anybody's thinking about coming to live and work in Japan, please don't do it. Of course, there's another reason why you shouldn't come to uh, Japan, because there's the risk of getting involved with a Japanese woman. So I've gone on about it before, and um, I will continue to go on about it. Do not get involved with Japanese women. So my Japanese wife and the... uh, mother of my son here in Japan has uh, been keeping my son from me. I haven't seen him since the 9th of December when I dropped him off at school on the 9th of December last year. So that's a year and 10 days since I last saw him. And it's obviously heartbreaking. Now, the first two times my son was... uh, denied access to me when he was uh, we were we were separate forcefully separated uh, the first time was uh, sort of on and off over um, a few months uh, it it was there was no real pattern to it it was uh, just on a whim second time it was about half a year um in back in 2013 uh, first time he was a baby, more or less. The second, well, he was a toddler. He just started walking, and uh, second time was in twenty thirteen, and uh, the third time was uh, started December last year. So, of course, it's a roller coaster ride of emotions. Now he's had his thirteenth birthday uh, this year in uh, September, so I missed out on all that. Uh, back in twenty thirteen, I, I missed out on his birthday as well. And um, anyway, um, I get, uh, I'm so busy with work that it's what's really keeping my mind occupied. Uh, but I, it, uh, not one day goes by when I don't think about my son and not one day goes by without me getting angry about it. And I've I've got something which is sort of, almost akin to Tourette syndrome because I do find myself just angrily 
muttering. I'm not shouting, but I mean, I do shout sometimes when I'm alone at home, especially when I, I things get a bit much and I have a few drinks, which I know I shouldn't do. Alcohol is never the answer, but unfortunately, alcohol does soothe the pain and suffering. Uh, but it, it's never going to be the answer. And um, I do find myself shouting on my own here, just really f- angrily shouting. Uh, it usually happens when things are sort of building up. It's it's a combination of things. But uh, as I said, this sort of like thing that's almost akin to Tourette's syndrome, I don't find, I'm not like shouting out in the in the street or in public so much. It's not like that. But I do find myself muttering things um, when I think about what's happened, you know, the injustice, the cruelty, the inhumanity, just the fucking evil ways. And uh, I was talking to somebody about it. I've talked to several people about it. And I said, um, you know, I hope there's a hell because my wife will go there. This is the second wife. Will go... she will go there and she will burn there for eternity for her evil ways. And I'm just, because I, basically, if I take any action whatsoever, I'm I'm going to be seriously, have, have a serious run-in with the law. And listen to past podcasts where I've talked about this. So um, I'm hoping that my son is old enough. He knows how to get in contact with me, especially these days with smartphones and social media and all the rest of it. If he really wants to, he can. Now, this time she's used a different tactic. She's brainwashed him. She's, I mean, she's basically a typical, a typical mother in the sense, uh, especially, I mean, this is very common in Japan, that they're basically emotional terrorists and they raise mummies, boys. And that's the problem the world's got at the moment. And it's not a new problem. It's full of mummies, boys, that have been emotionally blackmailed and terrorised by their mothers and um, of course that emotional terrorism has been of course directed and emotional blackmail gets directed at fathers you know um, the mothers use the kids as bargaining tools or they use them to you know emotionally blackmail them etc etc so anyway I I haven't seen him I'm hoping he'll get in touch, but there's no guarantee of that. The problem is that, you know, people people live inside their mothers for the first nine months of their lives. And there is a biological bond formed, but that biological bond doesn't exist between people and their fathers. So it has to be made. It has to be a bond formed through interaction, through, you know, love and attention and and spending time. I tried to spend as much time as possible with my son. And I believe we did form a bond. But uh, his mother was always determined to break that bond. And governments don't like it either. Governments don't like fathers. Fathers are hated. I mean, men are generally hated now anyway, especially in the Western world. But it, and it goes beyond the Western world. Don't think that, you know, as I say, I live here in Japan and uh, men are treated really badly here. Fathers are treated really badly and women have it good. Women are, Japanese women are probably the most privileged demographic in the world. 
and uh, whatever you see on the news or hear about, it's com- uh, that to the contrary is total crap. They they are absolutely privileged. So I have uh, decided at the moment, you know, play the long game, uh, play the waiting game, be patient. I believe that I did create a bond with my son. Now, I don't know whether that bond has been severed indefinitely, temporarily. I don't know whether he's going to get back in touch with me. I hope he does. And as I said, he knows how to. What do you do in this situation? Well, you've you've just got to get the message out to as many men as possible, not to allow this situation to happen to you not to allow this not don't get involved with these women certainly never ever get involved with a Japanese woman and I would say generally wherever you are in the world it's probably better not to get get married and not to have children regardless you know of of where you live however I don't know what it's like in every corner of the world I, I can only talk from the perspective of where I live and of course the people I talk to. Now, I'm I'm from the UK. It's bad in the UK, but you do have a fighting chance more than you do here. Um, I've talked to people in other countries, and some countries, they do have more chance of access, uh, of, you know, shared parenting, of uh, equal rights. Um, but it is always heavily weighted against men and for women. Uh, in the case of here in Japan... Uh, they will protect their own. It's very nationalistic. And uh, it's also, if a Japanese man takes a child from a foreign mother, he's got more chance of keeping the child, because it's sole custody here in Japan. So there we are. Uh, this uh, this is the X and Y podcast. So I'll just talk about a few other things. And... I I did create a YouTube channel, um, but I haven't uploaded any kind of podcast stuff on. I just have a few clips from around the internet that I've um, I've, I've nicked, I've stolen from the internet, like other YouTube channels and Instagram and Twitter or whatever, you know. Uh, it's called X and Y. And um, I might uh, see how that goes. One of my videos that I uploaded was... Um, removed by YouTube for um, spreading false information or something like that. It was about Kamala Harris, you know, the US vi- uh, vice president. And, um, it, I mean, it was a video of, of her being lecturing women on... Um, well, anyway, I, I mean, I won't even say it. I don't want to be censored, but, uh, it, you know, it, it was... <laughs> there, there you go. They don't like the truth. So the other thing is the Tumblr was shut down uh, ages ago. Just one day I, I just went on Tumblr as usual to upload something and my account had been um, removed. And uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, in fact, I'm surprised it, it, it lasted as long as it did. So I didn't bother tra- restarting, bother wasting my time starting another Tumblr account. Uh, this the Facebook page is still there, by the way. The uh, it's called Men's Broadcasting Service or Men's Broadcasting Services. I forget whether it's a service or services, 
that's still up and running. Um, and the I'm on Twitter X and Y, and I'm on MeWe, which is probably the best place to go for censors, censorship free. Um, content, you know, freedom of speech and all the rest of it. Nothing ever gets removed from MeWe, so I recommend that. So, yeah, go to MeWe. Uh, there's a group, um, a MeWe group called X and Y. So that's E-X for X and W-H-Y for Y, X and Y. Look for that on MeWe if you want to interact because I don't see any, I don't really know how to interact with people apart from... Um, so Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe, basically. If you've got anything you want to share or any interactions, so I do see that. I do. I do see that. I, the other day, I, I opened the app here, the the podcast app, and I was actually surprised to see so many um, plays of the podcast. I mean, absolutely hundreds. It's gone into the thousands now. I was actually uh, surprised by that. So it's got me thinking I need to make more content and I will make more content. So just an update also on the last podcast about dating a Vietnamese woman, uh, which has got a lot of plays. The The girl in question has been back in touch. She, she texts me from time to time she starts texting me and um, I just, it turns bitchy. Uh, she, she turns bitchy because I think she she's shocked that she thinks that I'm just going to sort of go back to her and she doesn't like the fact that I'm no longer going, showing interest in her. And everybody hates rejection, of course, but... Guys grow up with rejection. We get used to rejection from women. So we tend to be better at dealing with rejection than women. Women have a real hard time with rejection and they often turn really bitchy and they often turn psychotic. And um, that's essentially what what she's done. She's just turned really bitchy and nasty. And uh, after a while, I just ignore it. I haven't blocked her, by the way. I just ignore it. And... um, after a while, say a few few weeks, then she texts me again like nothing's nothing bad has happened, <laughs> like how are you and you know and she, and stuff like that, you know uh, pleasantries. And she want, she's she's given up asking to meet me now, um, but she was she wanted me to go over there and take her out and all the rest of it, and I just. I'm not doing it, you know, um, I'm, I've had enough of her and her antics. And uh, it's interesting, I don't think it matters what culture, what ethnicity, what culture a woman comes from. I'm fairly sure that there are a few basics that are inherently the same, regardless of their background. And one is, they can't stand rejection. So when they get, I mean, no, as I said, nobody likes rejection. I just think women handle it a lot, find it too difficult to handle. They just can't handle rejection like men can. And, uh, and the reason for that is because men grow up, as I said, men grow up with it. You know, you get to a certain age and when you start wanting to date women, when you start wanting to have a relationship with a woman, men are expected to make the move. Men do make the first moves. 
And men get rejected. I mean, they don't always get rejected, but the point is that men will face a lot of rejections before they have success when trying to uh, get, you know, start a relationship with a woman, try to date a woman. Women don't have that because women don't approach men like that. So what women do is they are the rejectors. So they can be fussy. You know, they get men asking them. They get men chatting them up, hitting on them. And what they do is they filter through the ones to, to the ones they want. You know, they make shortlists. They friend zone you, which is putting you on the shortlist. And they'll flirt with you to give you the signs that they want you. And if they don't like you, if they don't want you, they just reject you, down, downright reject you, cold-bloodedly cold reject you, you know. So when they are rejected, they really absolutely go psychotic. And you've, if you've ever seen the film uh, Fatal... Uh, what's it called? Fatal Attraction, I think it's called. It's with um, Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. And he has an affair with with her, with, with this Glenn Close character. Uh, she, she's the actress. And he's he's married and he's got, I think he's got a daughter in. He's got at least one child in. He's married, he's got a daughter. And he has this fling with the uh, single woman called, uh, played by Glenn Close. And basically, to him, it's just a fling. It's just, uh, it was either a one-night stand or it's just a very brief sexual relationship. And then he, go, he wants to go back to his wife and his daughter and, and continue a happy family, you know. But she's absolutely outraged because she is, has been rejected by him and she felt used by him. The fact that she was enjoying the sex and the relationship too is neither here nor there to her because she wants to be in control of it, which is what women do. They want to be in control of men and they, they, they use sex to control men. So when a man can resist them sexually, they feel absolutely, you know, they can't, they feel absolutely insanely angry. And there's a scene in the film where Michael Douglas comes home with his uh, wife and child and there's something cooking. Um, that, that, so they didn't leave anything on cooking. So they're like, you know, what the hell's, what is cooking what what's like stew or whatever, and it's the daughter's pet rabbit is is being stewed on the cooker, and it's obviously a shocking scene. So from that film, we've we've taken that scene from the film, and we now refer to these psychotic women who go absolutely nuts and try to ruin your life if you reject them. We now call them bunny boilers. So if you hear me refer to a woman as a bunny boiler, it's from the it's it's from that scene in the film Fatal Attraction. I think that's the name of the film. Um, so yeah, it's it's worth watching. By the way, I think it's quite a good film because it gives it's an eighties film and it's a little bit before it's not politically correct so it really does um it's not too politically correct so it really does show the, you know show up such women for what they are and they are like that um 
I mean, they won't all break into your house and uh, and boil your boil your your pet bunny rabbit. No, but they do. They will do crazy things like that. They will ruin your life, and they do. And you've probably seen it. And uh, that's where anyway. And that's what I'm. De- that's really what I'm dealing with in a way with this Vietnamese girl. And I've dealt with other women, and I've talked about them before. And uh, I will talk more about these other crazy, crazy bitches who tr- have tried to ruin my life. And in fact, in a way, they have because both the women I married did their best to ruin my life. And it's 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 not worth it. You just don't want to get involved with them like this. And in the old days, you you know, you could deal with them. You were allowed to deal with psychotic wives, uh, physically deal with them, give them a slap or put them in their place. But now the law is on their side and against us. So there's nothing you can do to rein in to uh, a psychotic woman anymore they've got all the power having said that there are there are some glimmers of hope you do see in the news every now and again a story uh, i see them sometimes in these stories in the uk where where w- women have been uh, dealt with uh, by the law but uh, you know they're few and far between and a lot of guys like me we didn't want any prop trouble we just wanted to keep it quiet we suffered in silence but anyway if you are suffering in silence don't you've got to uh, deal with it you've got to nip it in the bud you've got to deal with it immediately so uh, there we are um i will make more content and i'll tell you i've been it's it's not all doom and gloom i've been dating some other women i've got i've got uh, stories about other women i've dated um uh, Indonesian girl I was dating, Muslim Indonesian girl I dated. I need to tell you about her, um, which is over now, by the way. Um, I'm sure she's uh, gone crazy from rejection, but I blocked her, so I don't know. And um, Filipino woman I'm dating, have been for a while and still am. And um, some other women I've, I've been dating. And I'm, I'm going to tell you all about them and... Uh, let you know everything that's been happening. So this has been the X and Y podcast. My name's Justin and thanks for listening. I will make more content more quickly, but bear in mind, I'm absolutely exhausted from Japanese work culture. So uh, bear with me anyway.